DDCO at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Well, we have a very special uh, spring training rookie-themed uh, episode for you mm-hmm. uh, today. Uh, it's going to be uh, pretty fun, but first we want to uh, talk about uh, some more serious business here, uh, and that was the uh, passing of uh, one of our favorite comedians, uh, Brody Stevens, uh, which happened about a week and a half ago. Yeah, that's right, Jack. Um, yeah, it, you know, um, it's weird. I think the news came out like the day after we recorded it, or, mm-hmm. or the day our podcast, the last episode dropped, so... It uh, it was kind of frustrating having like a two week layoff um, uh, before we could address it before we could talk about it. We did send out some tweets about it, but uh, yeah, Jack, you and I uh, got to see Brody. Um, uh, I mean, I don't even know how many years ago it was. Two thousand fourteen. I want to say it was uh, twenty fifteen. Probably twenty fifteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the Up Comedy uh, uh, Club um, here in Chicago, uh, and he was uh, touring with uh, Howard Kramer from the Who Charted podcast, um, and. Uh, you know, I had I had heard stories about Brody Stevens. I follow a lot of like LA comedy and everything, and uh, I had heard stories about Brody Stevens, and like it was great to see him like in the setting that he he's known for. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's what he was known for. Like just kind of like so what he did basically was was it like an hour and a half? Yeah, it was basically an hour and a half set, but it was all crowd work, all crowd work, and not only was it all crowd work, but he like was barely on the stage. Yeah, he, he was walking through the crowd, just like kind of like like stalking around and like just looking at people and like engaging them and talking to them and uh it was awesome yeah Yeah. and uh one of the reasons that we bring him up on this podcast in particular is that he was a former baseball player at arizona state university yeah Uh, i think he was a pitcher pitcher um and so he was a huge baseball fan too and uh, he was actually friends uh with a lot of major league baseball players um they would go to see him perform yeah his uh his uh best friend and like uh, teammate i believe was uh uh, mike borzello the bench coach for the cubs Mm -hmm. and uh or the assistant you know catching coach whatever he is um and uh and so yeah he was around the cubs a lot and um yeah i mean so he he kind of like the cool thing about brody was that he straddled that line between like uh jock and like comedy mm-hmm. you know and like i mean for 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 two guys like us jack i think like that's like an area that like we really like relish yeah not know? only do we relish it but i feel like with baseball especially there's not enough overlap between uh comedy and uh the, just the sport itself even mm-hmm. though i feel like there's so many opportunities for it yeah. um and uh brody stevens uh, uh he was he was great at it just uh, just for a couple of baseball fans like us to uh to be able to see that show one of my favorite lines of his i, I still remember a lot <laughs> of the stuff he said in the show yeah. but one of my favorites was uh somebody said that they were from uh california near like cal state fullerton mm-hmm. and brody stevens told an anecdote about like how he pitched uh, against Cal State Fullerton, and he's like, "I pitched an inning in a third, gave up a bomb." <laughs> um, yeah, because he yeah. was also self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, um, like in the in the best way. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, I can't say enough like great things about him. I was like, yeah, actually, it, it might be better that that it took us two weeks to do this because like I I was really upset about it. Jack, mm-hmm. you actually broke the news to me. Yeah, um, and uh, I was so so upset. It's just like. He he had a lot of issues. Um, he had a lot of uh, um, uh, you know mental like uh, issues and uh, and 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 holdbacks and everything. And like he was, uh, it seemed like he was always like at some some level of turmoil. And uh, um, it just sucks that you know he he kind of maybe lost that fight a little bit or kind of like couldn't hang in there. And mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and like it's it's just crazy to hear like the amount of people and and at this point a ton of people have like paid tribute to him and, and everything, but like he really did like straddle like so many lines of like of of like classes or cliques. Like he he was like a jock and he he like was in with like these like kind of like these like overly macho like comedian guys in L.A. that I don't really care for. But then he was also like in like the alternative comedy scene and. And uh, he just like like branched all these different uh, groups and like 
there's definitely something to be said for that. Yeah, he w- he seems like a, he was a real comedian's comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy, he was the guy that would make all of the other comedians laugh. Um, yeah. That you know, they always say that like most of the time when you're doing a set, like most of the people in the audience are just other comedians. Um, and like he was the guy that they all really enjoyed watching. Um, uh, Jeremy, to your point about him like uh, straddling all these different lines. I mean, he was also friends with guys like uh, Patton Oswalt and oh, yeah. uh, this David Cross. These really famous guys. Um, uh, I remember someone saying that, like, recently before he passed away, he had made a joke saying, like, you know, some some of my friends are, are my best friends are millionaires and I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. um, so he was a guy who never really uh, uh, got, like, a big break because I think mainly his style was, like, crowd work. And that doesn't yeah. really, sort of like improv, that doesn't really play um, uh, on TV. Yeah. Like, apparently he did a, a, a comedy special and I haven't seen it, but... Um, he did so. What he would do is like he would go up at the comedy store in L.A. and like he would do like he would close the night. And so if you don't know what how the comedy store works in L.A., they have like fifteen comedians go up a night. And like I think you it starts at like six seven p.m. and like you pay and then you just leave when you want to leave. Mm-hmm. And most people leave you know after a couple hours because that's all you can take. And like so he would he would be he would go up at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. when like people were just like you know who who knows what were in the crowd and he would do what he did at our show just yeah. walk around for like an hour or whatever and like do sets and or like and then just do crowd work and like I mean that's that's like a, a, that's a spot that like no one wants and like yeah. he was they say like he was the only one guy who could do it and uh you know I believe it just from watching him that one time that we got to see him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh uh I guess I guess sort of to wrap up uh at least uh, my to to I guess to say my favorite thing that Brody Stevens said and I still quote this um <laughs> and I think it's a good way to sort of put a cap on this is to uh, uh he was talking about um uh, all of the somehow I don't know how this came up and that was, that's probably a common thing in Brody Stevens stuff but he was talking about how like some of the Los Angeles Dodgers had gone to see one of his shows at the comedy <laughs> store and he was oh, talking yeah. about which guys were there and he went Andre Edier 85 million dollar contract and like to, to just for a couple of baseball fans like that's that's perfect like not only is he talking about andre either and it's like it's very possible that the only people who knew who that was were like us two and like maybe howard kramer and brody stevens like yeah. in that whole audience yeah uh, but also just to like point out the fact that like andre either had an 85 million dollar contract but he wasn't making fun of it he was just like in awe that somebody with an 85 million dollar contract was watching his show yeah it, it was yeah. just i don't know it worked on a lot of levels for me jeremy yeah absolutely and, and I, the one and that that is a great tap, uh, capper. But I do want to say one thing about him too is like you know uh, one of the things that was so endearing about him is that um, you know in a sport like baseball and any sort of whenever you're dealing with sports like there can be like this like macho aggro like jock character and like and 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 personally that's one thing that like that's like the one caveat of sports for me is like i, I hate like that kind of thing and like i you know i'm not i'm not a jock i didn't grow up a jock and like it's easy for me to kind of like like not like that aspect of sports um but brody like yeah like he like he he transcended that and like he was a sensitive guy and he was like he would make himself vulnerable he would speak about like his emotions a lot and like uh, I respect that uh, a lot, and like he just he. That's one of the things I think that made people like him from so many different like groups because like he he looked a certain way, but like he he was he was a real like uh, raw and uh, genuine uh, person, and it's 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 sad. Like it's and it's weird. We saw him once, but like I don't know, like guys like that. He he. Everyone says like he was like you know there'll never be another person mm-hmm. like him, and I I I, I can I feel that and. Uh, yeah, and just even from just seeing them that that one time, and I uh, I actually ran into yeah, him I was one gonna time. say Jeremy you saw him twice. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, I actually saw he actually did do like an opening spot at one show that I was at mm-hmm. uh, later on an Eric Andre show. Um, but I saw him leaving uh, Wrigley Field in 2015. Um, the last week of the season, the Cubs were playing a makeup game against the Royals. It was like a Monday night, and it was from a makeup of a game that had rained out in like May. And this was like so, so it was last week of the season, so like in September. And he was leaving Wrigley Field as I was coming into the game, and I saw him. And I'm like, "Hey, Brody, uh, you know, you sticking around for the game?" And he's like, "Nope, gotta go back or something." Like, <laughs> and, like, and he's like, "You got it." <laughs> I, I said, "Like, hey, Brody." He's like, "You got it." Yeah, nice. And nice. Uh, so it was cool to have that, like, you know, that personal interaction with him, even if it was like thirty seconds long. Mm. But uh, yeah, it really, really, really sucks. Yep. And uh, um, 
yeah, there's no other way to put it. It no. just it just really sucks. So, um, yeah, man, uh, you know, uh, the spirit of uh, of him will live on in the comedy scene, and uh, you know, the way that he crossed over between baseball and comedy. Absolutely, and I think uh, I think ASU um, before a baseball game, yeah, hey, I think they did a moment of silence for him too, which is cool that they would still honor him. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very cool. Mm-hmm. That's very cool of them. All right, so yeah, got that out of the way, uh-huh. but uh, let's get into the topic at hand. Huh? Yeah, uh, so um, we had we had an idea. Uh, it was uh, election week uh, last week in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so uh, we uh, thought we would do a fun a fun thing with uh, some some voting results uh, uh, regarding the rookie of the year, the past rookies of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, we also thought this would be a good uh, spring training themed episode. Um, Jeremy, as you pointed out to me before the podcast, uh, this year's rookies of the year. Uh, may very well be in spring training right now. Yep, that's right. Yeah, um, and uh, let's be honest, it's it's going to be Vlad Guerrero. It's Vlad. It's Vlad Guerrero and yep. Fernando Tatis probably. Mm-hmm. But yep. um, but uh, we'll just get, crown him already. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, it's true. It's like there's we last week we talked about the old guys like barely hanging on, and uh, I I nudged in a couple <laughs> prospects. But the other side of that coin is that prospects are in in spring training right now too. A lot of first round draft picks are in there, and so. Um, you know, that, that leads you to think about Rookies of the Year. And, like, yeah, and, hey, revisionist history is uh, the best kind of uh, analysis, I guess. Exactly. Uh, Jeremy, one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Hall of Fame manager Casey Steingel, uh, who said, uh, you should never uh, try to predict anything, especially the future. So, uh, so well, that's what we're going to do, Jeremy. Actually, yeah, those are great calls for Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah. We can look back on that when the actual voting happens. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, so what our idea was that we were going to go uh, the last, uh, well, 2015 to or, or 2005 to 2015, mm-hmm. we're going to go over the rookies of the year uh, for each league and also the runner-up uh, to see, um, you know, and just talk about how their careers, how it panned out. Yeah, if the voters got it right or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so uh, let's start with 2005, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, let's do it. If you would like to. Okay. So um, for 2005, we have uh, in the American League. Uh, we have Houston Street, who was the winner, and Robinson Cano, who was the runner-up. Uh, in the NL, we have Ryan Howard uh, as the winner and Willie Tavares as the runner-up. Man, I got... I mean, I first of all, there's there's so many Willies in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie Mopena, Willie yeah, Peralta. Yeah, Willie Ibar, Willie... Uh, Adamus, who's mm-hmm. a current rookie, uh, or well, he, you know, a, a young, maybe first uh, year player with the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, there's a lot of there's Will, I, I can't Willie remember McGee, Will, Willie Wilson. Yeah, I cannot uh-huh. remember Willie Tavares. Willie Mays. Yeah, Willie Tavares. Uh, I don't remember him. I don't know why his Astro. name rings a bell. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to look him up to see what his career was. Yeah, if I look um, close enough, um, I'm sure I'll remember. But it's kind of funny here. Like, he had three homers, but he hit 291. So that's that must – and maybe he was good at defense. But that's what got him votes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, his uh, his career stats are uh, ultimately pretty unremarkable. Okay. Um, it looks like he played about four full seasons, hit 274 for his career. Okay, uh, okay. But, I mean, you know, that's he, that's not good. No. Uh, so, ultimately, in the NL, I think Ryan Howard was uh, absolutely the correct choice for they, that. They got it right. Frank Hoare was also the, the third vote. Ah, there, Jeff but, Frank uh, Hoare, yeah. Yeah, I'll have I'll have uh, one through. Th- I, I got the whole, like, Oh, nice, nice. Uh, cool. Here, so. Yeah, um, and, uh, you know, in the AL, uh, it, it was odd to me, Jeremy, how many, like, closers or, like, relief pitchers had actually won, like, Rookie of the Year, uh, uh, yeah, at least sure. over these last 10 years. Uh, but, yeah, Houston Street, ended, uh, he had a pretty solid career uh, all did. around. And, uh, you know, Robinson Cano uh, uh, is obviously been a good player huh? yeah it's interesting like so cano i guess that year he had he hit 297 and he had 14 homers in 132 games so mm-hmm. he he played a good chunk of the year um i mean okay houston street had a good career mm-hmm. so they didn't blow it completely but in the no. long run cano has had the better career i agree i yeah. agree so um i'll give him uh i'll give him a c on that i guess because <laughs> like you at the time like you know Houston Street certainly wasn't an embarrassing pick, mm-hmm. but Cano eventually is clearly the better player and may have been tracking for the Hall of Fame had he not been busted for steroids. Yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah, two thousand six, um, a pretty good year. Yeah. Um, so two thousand six in the AL, we had ah. Justin Verlander as the rookie with Jonathan Papelbaum the the runner up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the NL, we had Hanley Ramirez. Uh, as the rookie of the year, and uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Zim uh, was the runner-up there. Are you talking about the Cleveland Indian, Hanley Ramirez? <laughs> oh yeah, he just got picked up, right? He did, yeah, he that signed. Is so bizarre. Is it because like Lindor is going to be hurt for the start of the year? They're not going to put him at shortstop. Oof. Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. No, there, I don't there's know no what way they're they would do, do that. Yeah. 
Maybe they need a, a delivery. I don't know. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. So, okay, well, this is great. Actually, I wanted to talk about Verlander. I had mm-hmm. something to, about Verlander, but mm-hmm. let's let's go through this first, and then I'll I'll bring it up. As far as the American League goes, yeah, Liriano was the third vote getter. Um, they got it right. Yeah, Capobon um, was a was a good guy for a while, unless uh, you ask uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah, he who, he was a yeah yeah he was or the Philadelphia Phillies fans whose uh, he he grabbed his crotch on like the last day oh, of the yeah. season. Do you remember that? And, like <laughs> it was at a home game and they were booing him, and I think he grabbed his crotch. Oh, nice. In for, yeah, cool. uh, yeah. Uh, so um, cool Papelbon was a good player. Yeah. Um, uh, he he was a good guy in the Julian Edelman sense. Um, <laughs> great guy. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Great guy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Verlander was the right pick. Um, and ultimately, I guess if you had to choose between Hanley Ramirez and Ryan Zimmerman, um, I, I mean Zimmerman had a was it la- just this past year that Zimmerman had a really good season? Yeah, I. Um, yeah. Or was that two years ago? Was that seventeen? I can't remember now, but he had a he had a comeback year. He might have even won comeback play. He might have even won Comeback Player of the Year. I would say those two guys are kind of a horse apiece as far as like uh, production and like like potential, uh, like plus big contracts, but also kind of unremarkable like guys. Hanley and, and Ryan Zimmerman. Hanley and Ryan Zimmerman. I would say they're comparable yeah. in that sense. That, that's a tough one because when Hanley was like at the peak of his career, like he was he was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, Zimmerman's been solid pretty much. He's been solid. I feel like he's been hurt a lot. He has. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, he he when he went through a stretch where he was uh, where he was a little, kind of forgotten in mm-hmm. Washington, but. Uh, I mean, uh, again, you couldn't, you, you can't fault the voters, but uh, I would say um, I would go with Hanley on that. Just, yeah. um, mm-hmm. just given the the peak, Hanley at his peak was better than Zimmerman at his peak. Sure, I would uh, say. Yeah, so I would say 2006 across the board, it was pretty much right. Yeah. So Verlander, real quick, Jack, do you think Justin Verlander is a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah, I would do just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, me too. Although he he had some stupid tweet like before uh, oh, those, no. those guys signed. Uh, it wasn't anything racist or like okay. sexist. <laughs> well, that's it a was, relief. Uh, yeah, what yeah. A relief. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I mean, Justin Verlander has had other stuff going on uh, off the field sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, much of that of you can it. find on the internet. Thefappening dot org. Is is that a website now? <laughs> well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, though, Verlander tweeted before Machado and Harper signed. He's like, oh, "Oh, owners, like blah blah blah. Like, you know, why wouldn't you want to sign if you were rebuilding? Like, why wouldn't you want to start with a ten-year, three hundred million dollar contract for Machado?" Um, it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. You've gotten like your two hundred plus million yeah. dollar contract, mm-hmm. and uh, well, these guys got their contracts now. So your point about like collusion is just null and void. Yeah. Now. Well, that's stupid. Like, that's exactly why you wouldn't do it. Like, if yep. you're on the verge, mm-hmm. like, that's one thing. Like, uh, the Braves, maybe. Like, the Braves are in a good position to, like, blow that kind of money. But, yep. like, who's, he's, like, the White, does he think the White Sox should, I mean. Should the know. Orioles sign Manny Machado? Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, he was example. on the Orioles. But, I mean, that's just a, just an example of, like, a team that's, like. The Tigers. The, yeah, the Tigers. Should they? No. I mean, I can see why the Padres did it because they have a good farm system. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, maybe they shouldn't. Maybe Verlander shouldn't run any team anytime soon, maybe. <laughs> you know. um, okay, so, 2000, so 2006. Good. 2007. Jeremy, yeah. I think it was also a pretty good call. Uh, in the AL, we had uh, Dustin Pedroia was the mm-hmm. winner with Delman Young as the runner-up. Yeah. Uh, and in the NL, Ryan Braun won over Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah, that's an interesting one there, Braun and Tulowitzki. I, I got to say, that year, Braun, like, tore it up. Yeah, he tore it up. I think he had, like, thir- I mean, just off the top of my head, I think he hit, like, 34 homers. Did he drive in, like, 99 runs or something 97, like that? 97. 97, okay. And uh, he hit 324. Yeah, he tore it up. Uh, and that was as a third baseman, too. He was a third baseman, the kosher butcher, uh, yeah. as they called him. He was yeah. a very bad third baseman. Yeah, yeah, he um, was. Uh, yeah, and... Ultimately, like so, those those are two more guys, uh, Braun and Tulowitzki. You talk about two guys who had all the potential in the world. Mm-hmm. Braun hasn't had a good year in about five or six years because he since he since he got busted for steroids and stopped taking him, he's, he's kind of frequently hurt now. Yeah, um, and his contract is more of a, a an albatross for the team than anything at this point. I'm sure they'd be glad to be rid of him. Uh, Tulowitzki uh, just signed with the Yankees, I believe, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, he hit like he hit like a homer in his like first at bat as a Yankee, and everyone was like freaking out. Oh god. 
gosh. Um, yeah, Jeremy, you, I mean, you made some uh, uh, a tweet about Troy Tulowitzki where you compared him to like a used Kleenex that you found in uh, <laughs> in your pocket or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was maybe a tortured metaphor, but uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. It's like, oh, yeah, he's... He's still around or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, that was the the gist of it. Um, so Tulowitzki's <laughs> a guy. He just seems like he gets hurt every. He seems like he's been hurt the last like three years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, looking at the list, like um, there's no glaring oversights. Hunter Pence was third in the voting. Yeah, year. yeah, Pence. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, not you know, no glaring oversights. And in the AL, uh, it looks like uh, yeah, Pedroia was a a good call. Um, yeah, Pedroia over Delman Young. Over yeah. Delman Young. Uh, Delman Young, I think, was a former number one overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was. He also yeah. hit an umpire with his bat in the minor <laughs> leagues. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Dim- was he Dimitri's brother? He was, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Dimitri was a oddly shaped man. He was. For, for an athlete. Yeah, he didn't look like an athlete for sure. No, he looked like a, at best, like a, a like a right guard in, that, mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, something. yeah. You know, I, don't don't quote me on this, but I think Dimitri Young may have been the comeback player of the year in the oh, NL uh, I, for yeah. an 07. With the Nationals? Um, yeah, with the Nationals. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, 2008. Yeah, well, who were they? Uh, we got uh, Evan Longoria uh, topped uh, Alexei Ramirez and Jacoby Ellsbury. Mm-hmm. And in the NL, Giovanni Soto topped uh, Joey Votto and Jair Jurgens. Jer- now, uh, Jeremy, that uh, in the, that, that <laughs> AL one, that, that's an all-timer um, yeah. right there. Uh, just the fact that, you know, Gio Soto beat out anybody. Was he a steroid in the, guy? In the NL, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so his numbers, um, uh, like, he was one of those guys who, like, he hit like one homer, two homers in the minors, and mm-hmm. then he came up and what? What did he hit? Thirty-one or something? Okay, okay. So he's like Contreras, kind of. Yeah, Contreras's aren't even as bad as his. Um, yeah, he hit uh, three homers and before he got called up, he hit six homers the year before that, and then four homers the year before that, and then the year he got called up, he hit uh, twenty-three homers. Good lord, it's a, that's that's a little odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it don't add up. No, and then his body kind of broke down, right? Like he just started yeah. getting hurt all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, Vado speaks for uh, himself there. Um, so Longoria, obviously the right choice in the AL, but like yeah. Alice Ramirez, Jeremy, I, I was just thinking about him the other day. Did he ever play for anybody but the White Sox? Did he um, play for like the Padres for a little while? And yes, just get hurt? Yeah, he did. He okay. did. I think he like racked up some major league appearances with the Padres. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that was he fell off pretty damn quick. Yeah. Um, right at the end of his career, he pitched. Uh, in the I game, remember that. I remember that. It was actually the day after we went to that long Oakland A's uh, White Sox. Uh, oh, was game. it? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah he uh, I mean that he's a White Sox forever yeah yeah he's a White Sox for life um and I remember him saying like uh, you know he thanked like Robin Ventura for the chance to be able to do that uh, yeah. you know since Robin Ventura doesn't come up that much on here like what a lame duck <laughs> manager Robin Ventura was yeah and, like what a ridiculous sure. uh, way that he left the franchise yeah I was getting a little off topic here but mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this the other day as well like what what kind of team just allows its manager to be like nah I don't really want to keep doing this like <laughs> yeah like that was essentially how what it was yeah i mean yeah i mean uh you know he would be the perfect uh person to call a cuck if there weren't political <laughs> associations to it but uh, i'm not going to use that term because it's, yeah it's falling in the wrong hands but uh mm-hmm. it was just a sad thing at the end there it's like they didn't want him he didn't want to be there the fans were like tired of him even though they they loved him at one point and then they were just like let's get rid of this guy yep. it was just everyone was unhappy mm-hmm. and he just like like you know disappeared into the sunset yeah he did and that's actually kind of the same thing that happened to Alice Ramirez <laughs> yeah. like Alice Ramirez was like good and he couldn't have been that old i mean his rookie year obviously was 08 we're talking that was 2015 when he pitched and that yeah. was basically his last season in the big leagues except yeah. for those few couple of appearances he had probably had with the Padres before he got hurt mm-hmm. but like i guess he just gave up or something, but I, you know, he seemed pretty solid. He still, he seemed, he seems like he could still be hanging on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, you know, he, it's funny he hit two ninety his uh, rookie year. I don't think he ever hit for the, as high of average. I, maybe, maybe he did. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't know. But uh, anyway, so so real quick about the National League. Clearly, they got it wrong. Joey Votto is a, yes. an all timer. Yes, he's, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a resident weirdo for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. But I gotta say that 2008 Cubs team. Um, you know, if if um, <laughs> if uh, if the Cubs never won that World Series in 2016, I'd still be like rocking back and forth at the end of every year, saying like that that 08 team was really good. 
that 08 team was really good. That 08 team was was so good, mm-hmm. and uh, they were way better than the 03 team. And like it was such a crushing blow when they when they got bounced uh, from the playoffs by the Dodgers in three games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, and and Soto was a big part of that. I think there was a big comeback win versus the Rockies. I want to say, mm-hmm. and he had like he had like I think he might have had like seven RBIs in it in the game or something. Uh, was it so the Dodgers it, or the Diamondbacks that they lost to? The Diamondbacks was 07. Oh, that was 07? The okay. Dodgers was 08. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and like on the way out, they got eliminated in Los Angeles, and, like, someone, like, uh, hit, took a bat and hit a pipe with it, like, in the Dodgers dugout, and it flooded the, the dugout. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I remember on a message board, I was like, well, screw it. Who cares? And people <laughs> were like... That you know you're a real idiot, like because like like it's like you know they were mad that the the Cubs damaged the Dodger Stadium, and I'm like who cares? Mm, no, and they're like, yeah, you must be a real jerk or something in real life. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> well, that but, yeah, that team would have been good. So you had Soto as the catcher, Derek Lee at first base, uh-huh. uh, where Ramirez would have been at third. Was Mark DeRosa uh, at I, shortstop I, um, or team? second base? He was at second base. Okay. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I'd have to think about everyone who. Was yeah, on I mean, that we team. don't have to name the whole lineup yeah. now, but yeah, they had some really uh, really solid players on that team. Was yeah. Jock Jones on that team? I think he was gone by then. He was then. gone by then? Okay. Yeah, I think he was gone thankfully. by then. Yes. Um, okay, well, uh, 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 Longoria, though, I, I think he was also ultimately the correct choice in the AL. So, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so, 09, uh, Jeremy, uh, uh, in the AL, they had you had Andrew Bailey winning it, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, Elvis Andrews, or uh, Elvis Android, as my uh, iPhone wanted to call him while I was typing <laughs> oh, nice. in my notes. A Sounds like bit. a joke from the Ali G show. <laughs> Does um, you know Elvis Android? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the NL was uh, again former Cub, not at that time. Nope. Chris Coglin yep. and uh, J. A. Happ was the runner-up. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's let's start with the AL first. Um, yeah, Andrew Bailey, like again, like a closer, right? Yeah, like, he was a closer reliever yeah. for a little while, but he really only had like one or two years where he even played a full season. He was one of those guys who, like, here's the thing about the Oakland A's. I think it's those white shoes that they wear. No one looks athletic. Like it's it's ironic that their name is, are the Athletics because they all look like softball players. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, Jack, but like the guys in just it's the uniform. Something about the uniform makes them look like all like kind of like 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 stout and like uh, stocky and like not sure. not particularly ath- athletic. Yeah, yeah. And so okay. Andrew Bailey was one of those guys. He just seemed kind of like like thick and like not very uh, you know built for for um, for longevity. Yep. I guess. And he didn't really have it. I he he ended up going to the Red Sox, I think. Okay. And like just not like con- completely not contributing at all. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you got Elvis Andrews in second place. Rick Porcello was in third place. Okay. Actually. Wow. Wow. All right. Um. It's an and our boy Gordon Beckham was in fifth place. Ooh. That's pretty good. But yeah. um, um, you know, I would say that uh, uh, Elvis Andrews and maybe even Rick Porcello. It would be interesting to see who who deserved it more between Andrews and Rick Porcello. Mm-hmm. Probably Andrews. Rick Porcello seems to only have had one good year. Yeah, he had that one good year. A couple maybe it was sixteen that he, he was really good. Yeah, he or won something. the Cy Young. He won the, he won the Cy Young that year. But uh, yeah, and uh, Andrews is ultimately Ben. Is he still with Texas? I believe he is. Okay. I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, just wasting away in oblivion. Yeah, uh, Beltre left, and he's he's stuck there now. Yep. I guess. Yeah, yeah. He, he, whose head is he going to touch to try to touch now <laughs> yeah, for the exactly. big joke? Yeah. Um, and so Jeremy J A Happ too. Like, yeah. how, how is how is J A Happ still relevant? I mean, he was like a big name at the trade deadline. Yeah. Like, wh- how is this guy like hanging on? And oddly, a guy who went to the American League and did better. Yeah. Most guys, it's the opposite. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, he was. He he like. He seemed like to have like petered out uh, when his Phillies career kind of ended, uh, but then he ended up going to the Blue Jays and the Yankees. He was on the Yankees, or is he on the Yankees now? He's on the Yankees. I think he got traded to the Yankees. right? Yeah, like he's he's had like a resurgence and he's like a solid, like very dependable pitcher. Mm-hmm. Now. So yeah, I mean, in the long run, obviously Hap has had a better career than Chris Coglin. Mm-hmm. Chris Coglin, number five into the pile and the 2016 uh, World Series championship nice. pile up. Nice. It was Rizzo, Bryant, Russell, Baez, and then Coglin is the first guy from the bench into the into the dog pile. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Did he make it into that game seven? Ooh, good question. Probably yep. not. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. Uh, he was still trying to hang around as recently as a year or two ago. With like, he was on like the Blue Jays for a little he while. Def- he played in the in the major leagues with the Blue Jays, and I think he might have. 
He was, he was with the Phillies, too, at some point. Too, yeah, I, I wonder if he's in camp this year. He wasn't in our non-roster episode, I don't believe. No, was, I don't, no we, I would have, we would have pointed him out, we I think. We would have caught him, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, who, you know, good luck to Chris Coughlin. I'm sure he's probably trying to play somewhere this year. I will say number four in the NL voting that year, Andrew McCutcheon. Wow, it's surprising that he was only number four. It's sort of a, yeah. a, a, a a quiet start for a guy who was so much. Yeah, 108 games, um, okay. 433 at-bats. So he played enough. I yeah, mean, how many? Could, what was his average? Uh, 286, uh, 12 homers only. Okay, those are modest numbers, but, yeah. uh, you know, um, I guess good things were to come for him. Yeah, he's, he built on that. For yeah, sure. yeah. All right, so that's 09. Let's go to 2010. Oof, ooh, Jeremy. The AL is Neftali Feliz. Oof, with Mr. Au- Happy. <laughs> yeah. With Austin Jackson as the runner-up. Yeah. Uh, in the NL, it was Buster Posey and Jason Hayward. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, AL first. Sure. Um, I mean, they're, they're, these are two, both of them are interesting. But, uh, um, yeah, Neftali Feliz, I remember, came on and uh, did well for that team. So this is 2010s. Was that the, was that the year that they went to the World Series, the Rangers? Uh, I believe yeah, so. It, it might have been. Did they make it to the World Series two years in a row, 2010 and 2011? They won neither? Yes, I believe that's okay. correct. Yeah. Um, oh, God, it shows him on the Diamondbacks. Oh, wow. I, I want, Did he pitch last year? Um, da, 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 2017. No, okay. I want to look at his postseason. Yeah, 20, uh, 2010 was the year that they went to the World Series. Okay, yeah. Uh, so my best memory of Neftali Feliz is the Brewers actually picked him up in 2017 to be their uh, closer, paid him five mil, uh, cut him in June. Um, I remember that. I yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I went yeah. to a game with my dad in June uh, at Miller Park. Kershaw pitched. It was one of the coolest games I've been to. But Neftali Feliz, Brewers were up 2-1 to one <laughs> in the ninth. Uh, no, actually, they were up one nothing. And uh, who, guess who but Yasmani Grandal was up with two outs in the ninth. Ninth, facing Neftali Feliz. Feliz gives up a bomb to him and ties the game. Cody Bellinger hits a home run in the 12th inning of that game to win the game for the Dodgers. That doesn't seem right that Cody Bellinger and Neftali Feliz were in the same game. They seem like <laughs> from two different generations, I would say. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I don't know, man. You know, I, I think Neftali Feliz had a couple... He had better years individually than Austin Jackson did? He did. Um, yeah, I mean, Jackson is an interesting case because he's just a guy that's kind of turned into a journeyman. He seems like yeah. he's, on a, he's on a different team every single year. Um, so, yeah, I will say, uh, if we go deeper down the list, number four was Wade Davis. Ooh, Wade Davis. Okay. And now Wade Davis at that point was a starter. Yeah, yeah, Wade Davis was a starter. And, Jeremy, I remember you always telling that story about, like, how uh, Wade da- when Wade Davis was in the minor leagues, he was just like, oh, yeah, I just want to sit on my porch if I, like, make a million dollars or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. And all his teammates were pissed. Yeah, a buddy of mine was, like, uh, was telling that story. And he's like, they, they were, like, talking about, eh, if I had a million dollars, what would I do? And Wade Davis said... If I had a million dollars, I'd just sit on my bench and drink, or sit on my porch and drink beer. And uh, everyone was like, "You don't need a million dollars to do that." Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> and and he and ironically, he was the one who was most destined to get a million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's still good too. Um, yeah, I like Wade Davis. Yeah, um, for the uh, seventeen, yeah, yeah, and the and seventeen, the seventeen Cubs. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had a great game. Uh, he had some gutsy. Uh, performances in the, he did in the playoffs. Game, game five of the uh, NLDS. I remember yeah. it was him. Was him right? He pitched yeah. like two and two thirds in that game. Yeah. Was pretty good. I think game three he also had a, a good game, which I was at. Um, so uh, so yeah. I mean, overall, I would say Wade Davis out of all those lists. Yep. But um, if we're going just one and two, I think. Felice edges out Austin Jackson. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Me too. And for just for Wade Davis, also as well. um, You know, when you when you're in the playoffs with the Cubs and you're the you're the one reliever out of one out of one that uh, Joe Madden trusts out of the bullpen. Like that's really uh, you know that's really saying a lot. Uh, You know, whether it was Aroldis Chapman or Wade Davis. Uh, So yeah, uh, good job for that. I think. Um, uh, But uh, NL, I would say Posey. Uh, over Hayward career-wise in a heartbeat. Yeah, hands down. I mean, uh, yeah, Hayward uh, maybe, you know, interesting. I I wonder what the vote, well, there, so uh, it was 20 first place votes to nine for Hayward. I mean, if you if you go by, if you go in a time machine and go back to 2010, I bet it was maybe a little, it was a tougher choice between those yeah, two. Yeah, well, I mean, you know? you know, Hayward very well could have been like the next Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. Yeah. You know, he just uh, wasn't. He's just a 6'5", 240-pound guy who can't hit home runs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Except for on opening day against Carlos Zambrano. 
I'll never forget that one. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I um, remember he was like, they were like, all right, this rookie Jason Hayward's coming up, and he's uh, you know he's going to be the future of the Braves. And uh, there were bases loaded. Uh, Zambrano was like in trouble, and Hayward just jacks a homer out to like right center. Yeah, I, uh, I bet Zambrano's still angry about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, he's hitting something. <laughs> um, years ago, I worked at a, at a at a restaurant, Jeremy. I was right in the loop, and uh, uh, th- th- like there was an order, a carryout order, and like the the name <laughs> the names the name on it was Carlos Zambrano, <laughs> and it was an unhealthy order. It was like you know two, fucking two huge cheeseburgers or something. But the order was being sent to a gym, which is like uh, you know that oh, kind of gymnasium. A, yeah, it was like okay. a, gym, a gymnasium. It was okay. like one of the fitness centers downtown, and it's like. That seems pretty counterproductive, but like it does, wow. it does make sense that like Carlos Zambrano would be the type of guy who would like get a workout in and then eat like a huge burger and fries. And, yeah, like, right. Think he accomplished uh, something. You, while we're talking about Carlos, Zamb- that's awesome. I hope, I really hope that it was him. That it was him, right? Yeah. While, while we're talking about Carlos Zambrano stories, do you remember like his whole thing with like the internet? No. So he got, <laughs> um, he was like addicted to the internet, and like he got like. Like, one of the times he came out of the game with, like, cramps or whatever. He yeah. would always come out of the game with cramps. Yeah. And it was usually because he was, like, underhydrated. Yeah. He was, like, dehydrated. Um, but one of the things, like, they said, like, he had, like, forearm stiffness because he would, like, go on, be on the internet too long. <laughs> and there was something about, like, in Venezuela, there were, like, internet centers or something. This is so... I... I, I I'm sound like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I bet if I Google this, I'm actually pretty close. Yeah. But like he was either writing back to his family like through email. Yeah. And, like they would go to these like Venezuelan internet centers, which I imagine <laughs> just this like big like like this warehouse, this like yeah. this hall like with all these people like on the on the computer and like just typing away and like he would be on the internet like all the time and like that's what like gave him like forearm stiffness or something. Oh god, that is that is so bizarre. <laughs> you know? It's very bizarre, but in the scope of Carlos Zambrano, not that bizarre. <laughs> no, because he no. was a weird dude yeah and this is before like baseball knew how to like punish that sort of thing like you know Mm -hmm. that that's uh i don't know jeremy if that's on the same uh level as like uh pablo sandoval liking a woman's instagram post during (laughs) during a game yeah you know there was there was never any confirmed reports of anything untoward Mm -hmm. i think he might have just been you know like checking out ebay or something right right yeah yeah but anyway um all right so there we go uh Posey, Posey was the right call. He there. was, absolutely. 2011. Um, uh, 2011. Uh, this is a good one. Yeah, Jeremy Hellickson versus mm-hmm. Mark Trumbo in the AL. Yep. On the NL, uh, Craig Kimbrell versus yet another brave, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, right. They they, they split the vote there, but uh, yeah. unlike uh, Rachel Weiss and uh, Emma Stone at this, at this year's Oscars, one of them still won, I guess. <laughs> Just to tie it in there. Um, yeah, so uh, let's talk... Um, Let's let's talk uh, NL first. Here. Okay, uh, so first of all, Craig Kimbrell. Jeremy, is he has he signed with anybody yet? I don't believe so. Yeah, well, I mean, because when you want a hundred million dollars yeah. as a closer, he's not going to get that. Is he crazy? Well, do you you heard the story, right? No, like, there was a report that came out that like he's prepared to sit out the whole year if he doesn't get what he thinks he deserves. And then the next day, like his his agent came out and said, like that's completely unfounded. Like that's not true at all. And it's yeah. Like, I think one. I think they might have had a different opinion of what is going to happen. Uh, you know that blows my mind. Like Craig Kimbrell, uh, you know he's been a solid closer throughout his career. Um, yeah. I, you know, he can obviously still help a team, but like uh, no team should be stupid enough to pay a hundred million dollars for a guy who could. Jeremy, we've talked about this on the podcast for yeah. a, for a closer who yeah. could blow up and lose it mentally in a second. Yeah, no, for sure. And like Kimbrell's Kimbrell's had his bouts of like less uh you know being less effective i mm-hmm. think yep so i mean he's not a light, lights out closer even though he has good numbers and everything and i think he even had a good year last year but mm-hmm. like I, I he doesn't excite me or he doesn't no. like Im- imbue me with uh confidence necessarily yep. so yeah i mean he should take what he can get he's gonna end up pulling like a greg holland and like signing like late and then like just being like garbage yeah you know yep Greg Holland was garbage for the Cardinals. Was that even last year? Yeah, and I think that they end up like removing him from the closers role and then just cutting yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that Cardinals team was a, that was a strange Cardinals team last yeah. year. So that's bad news. So definitely Freddie Freeman is like he's one of the top players in baseball. He is, and Jeremy, like let's let's just uh, 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 mull this over for a second here. So the, the Atlanta Braves in 2010 and 2011. 
they had, uh, well, they had Jason Hayward. They had Craig Kimbrell, who was the rookie of sure. the year for the Braves, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they also had Freddie Freeman as yeah. well. I mean, and then uh, uh, that was soon to be followed by, uh, what's his face, Julio Tehran yeah. uh, as well. You had him coming up. I mean, they had like a, a solid core of some pretty decent guys. And, and that team just never did shit. They never did anything. But I think 2011 was the year that they they did make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Didn't they play the first, like, one-game playoff against the uh, Cardinals? Oh, maybe. There was that, like, famed, uh, I think Pete Cosma hit it for the uh, Cardinals. Well, did they have a one-game playoff that year? Because I remember 2011 was the year the Brewers made the uh, the NLCS. And the Brewers, um, I don't... Well, they would have won the division. So maybe there was a... Because the Brewers... Oh man, because the Brewers beat the Diamondbacks in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it was ahead, twelve. Jeremy. I'm thinking 2012. 2012. Okay, yeah. okay. That was the year that um, the Cardinals beat the Braves mm-hmm. um, because of that. Like it was a uh, infield fl- like the I think guess um, oof, I want to say Pete Cosma was the shortstop for the Cardinals and he dropped the ball, but then the umpires called it an infield fly, even though it was like. It was probably like 200 feet out in, like, it was into like, like shallow left field, mm-hmm. and they called it an infield fly, and uh, the Cardinals ended up benefiting from that call. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot how the roles were. If Pete Cosmo was in the field or he was batting or whatever, but okay. the Cardinals won that game, and uh, it was another like Cardinals dumb luck sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's got to be disappointing for Braves fans though to have like those three. Uh, yeah. Well, Hayward. Hayward is what Hayward is now, but like they have that really good core and to never really make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah, largely they were an ineffective team uh, in this recent time, which led them to like getting these rookies now, mm-hmm. and uh, they look good now. They look good but, now, uh, and yeah. I'm actually excited to see what they do. But yeah, uh, for sure, I agree with you, Jeremy, about Freddie Freeman. Now the AL, uh, it's yeah. a little bit uh, trickier here. It, it is unless, well, I don't know, unless you go down to number three. I let's include number three, who was Eric Hosmer. Ooh, okay, 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 so yeah. Helixson, Trumbo, and Hosmer. Mm-hmm. If you take those three, let's throw Helixson like out, out of the boat right yes. now. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, Trumbo Trumbo had some amazing uh, power years, but he, he kind of is what he is. He's yeah, like, he is what he is. He's just kind of a... Uh, he's a guy who's going to hit you a lot of home runs, but he's not going to hit for average. He can't play the field. Yeah, and, le- and, and on the other hand, uh, Hosmer has hit for average a lot of times, but he's he's under... He's he's hit under his power potential, I would say, a lot of years. He has. He had a lot of years of single-digit homers, which, yeah. like, as a first baseman, you, you can't really do that. No, no, absolutely not. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we were actually just talking about Eric Hosmer last podcast, I think, uh, yeah. you know, and just how he was very underwhelming with the Padres. Uh, yeah, so kind of an, kind of an underwhelming uh, uh, year overall for the AL. Yeah. Uh, would... Trumbo doesn't really excite me at all. Who is he? Is he still on the Orioles? Ugh, I think so. Okay. Who knows? But... Uh, I mean, I would take either one of them over Helixson, so yes. I think that they got it wrong in that in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, 2012, very cool year for mm-hmm. rookies. Uh, so Trout and Harper were the uh, respective rookies of the year in their leagues. Are you talking about the stars of the uh, 2021 Philadelphia Phillies? Ooh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, for sure, Jeremy. Uh, that's uh, The World Series champion, the 2021 World Series champion Philadelphia oh, Phillies. Man. I, you know, I hope that that would be a cool team. I hope it happens. Yeah. We'd have to go see him but yeah. uh it would know. i'd have to start rooting for an american league team <laughs> because uh they're gonna win the national league but uh yeah um uh that's crazy that they both won the yeah. same year and that they were both rookies in the same year yeah yeah, yeah that's an all-timer mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. um yeah i mean uh i mean there's there's not even really worth looking no. at the rest of the list um, no. it was trout suspetus and darvish in the al and in the nl it was bryce harper wade miley and todd the todd father todd frazier Ooh, yeah wade miley may had a comeback year with the brewers this year wade miley uh jeremy he looks like a swamp rat uh, i think he's <laughs> yeah. from like louisiana but he okay. had a he had a good year uh, yeah, with the did. Brewers. He did. Uh, who did he sign with? I didn't see. He just did sign with someone. Okay. Or, or he, no, maybe not just, but he, he did sign with someone, but I can't remember, like the Twins or something like that. Like, yeah, it's the Twins again, picking up a lot of guys. If it was, um, the, if it twins, was the Twins. Yeah, sure. he, it was an underwhelming signing, whoever it was. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, Cespedes uh, for the... Uh, is it Cespedes or Cesp- Cespedes? 
I've heard it both. Okay. I've heard it both. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty solid runner-up, too. I yeah. mean, the, the guy's always been hurt. Miley signed with the Astros. Oh, Miley signed with the Astros. But, okay. I mean, does he deserve to be in the Astros rotation? Yeah, I, I, it was, I, yeah I wonder if he's going to be in the rotation. Well, probably a rotation or long relief, but he didn't really pitch long relief for the Brewers. He, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he was good for the Brewers. He, yeah, was, he was one of the guys that they were pitching in the playoffs. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, w- whether he deserves to be on a team like the Astros, I don't think so. I think the Twins was more appropriate. Yeah, but, yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, t- uh, 2012, there's not much to be said about that. Uh, cool year for rookies, um, and yeah. they got it right. Possibly an all-timer. Yep, like, a- absolutely. Class. Um, uh, okay, 2013, Jeremy. 2013. Um, the AL was Will Myers with yep. uh, Jose Iglesias as the runner-up. And Chris Archer third. Ooh, Chris Archer third. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and in the NL, it was uh, uh, Jose Fernandez, the late right. Jose Fernandez. Yep. And uh, Yaziel Puig. Yaziel Puig with Shelby Miller in third. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. some pretty solid players there. Yeah, I know. It's an, This is an interesting year. Um, I would say for the National League, uh, really quick, um, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to, like, talk about Jose Fernandez because his career was cut short. Mm-hmm. But um, I think if he was still pitching, I mean, he showed no signs of of decline he only no. showed signs of like uh you know getting better just getting better he was only what 24 when he died or something like that maybe yeah something yeah like so that. he was super young but he had already had um you know a couple of years under his belt yeah um yeah so he was young he was a, a stud yeah so i would say that they you know and, and now we're getting closer to like current year and like these guys don't have as much of a resume as mm-hmm. some of these older guys so it's going to be harder to like you know make a official ruling but um i would say that they got it right like you know yeah like, I would say so too, um, and you know Yasiel Puig actually just recently got his first big career hit uh, in the NLCS yeah, this year. I know uh, he hadn't yeah. done jack shit other than that. So, so now was, we can say we had been waiting for it for five years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um, and now he's on the Reds now, where he will probably hit about thirty plus home runs this year. Probably in that park. half of those against the Cubs. Probably. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Shohei Miller uh, just uh, completely petered out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what the the the, um, uh, the Braves. No, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are lucky that Dansby Swanson isn't really tearing it up, yep. especially because that could have been one of the worst trades of all. It time. could have been disastrous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. that guy's still not still the manager, the uh, general manager of the Diamondbacks. No, it's Dave he... Dave Stewart, former pitcher oh. who, who made that trade. Oh wow! He also okay. did something else stupid, which I can't. Remember. He he signed. He we gave Granky the contract. Jack Granky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that's bad. I mean, I like Dave Stewart as a pitcher, but like, again, if that trade, like really went against the D-backs. He could be one of the worst GMs of all time with, yep. with those kinds of moves. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Um, anyway. But, uh, yeah. Um, and, and American League. Well, Will Myers, uh, what kind of year did he have that year, Jeremy? He uh, hit uh, 293 with 13 homers, only 53 RBIs in only 88 games, 335 oh, wow. at-bats. Isn't 300 the minimum? Yeah. Well, Jeremy, actually, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, we should have. I, I don't know about lim- rookie limits rookie for like a rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, we're both. <laughs> you're drinking, and I'm looking up. So yeah. Let's, well, well, well. well uh, I think that um, also, Jeremy, it could have just had something to do uh, with just slim pickings uh, that year. Um, yeah. Like I feel like sure. if anybody else would have stepped up in the AL, Will Myers would not have won for sure. Uh, I mean, Jose Iglesias. Yeah. Uh, 130 at bats or 50 innings pitched. So, okay, and I, so he he exceeded that. Yeah, he well, did. Um, I, I guess the one thing I'll say about Jose Iglesias is that uh, you know Gene Honda says his name fun at uh, uh-huh. White Sox games when he's visiting for. He, uh, was he on Detroit at that point? Probably. Yes, he was. Yeah, but Gene, you know, Gene Honda's like. Uh, batting next for the Tigers, the shortstop, Jose Iglesias. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, you know, that's he, like his his road team voice. Nice. Um, I yeah. recall, didn't Jose Iglesias get in a fight with James McCann in the uh, Tigers oh, did uh, he? dugout? Yeah, J- I think James so. McCann gets in fights with lots of people. Um, yeah. I think he was getting in fights with somebody on like the Cubs or something last year. Oh, could uh, be, yeah. But uh, yeah, James McCann's going to be on the White Sox this year. Yeah, I know. I know. So that'll be fun to watch. It's going to be underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, um, so as far as the American League goes, I mean, I don't know. Will Myers, like, he's been good, but he's never really taken that next step, I no. would say. And we talked about, because Myers is on the Padres now, I think we brought him up last week as well, how, like, you know, that was, like, Will Myers' team for, like, yeah. a year. Yeah, and then yeah exactly. And then it's so not that anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. And they, he, they're like, we're going to find a spot for Will Myers, but it's like... 
he should have a spot he, yep. if he's you know if he's if he's uh, that important to mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah, they can't even get this guy regular playing time or a regular position. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess you could argue that Chris Archer should have been the pick there. Yep. Um, but uh, in the long run, but uh, I don't know. I think Will Myers might have. Uh, mesmerize some people by not wearing batting gloves too i think that that's yep yeah people like that yeah they do they do yeah. um that's old school yeah uh 2014 jeremy uh, i think it's it's pretty right across the board uh jose abreu uh mm-hmm. for the in the al uh still yeah. on the white Sox with matt shoemaker as the runner-up Ugh. nl was uh jacob Degrom with followed by billy hamilton yeah they got it right i i don't remember Degrom winning the the rookie of the year but um mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah so uh yeah and then colton wong was in third place uh, third place for the uh, American League was Dellen Batances. Mm, okay, so. yeah, well, that was Batances' rookie year. Okay, yeah. yeah, he was he was good that year. His, his stats are actually sick, Jeremy. If you look at his stats for 2014, no, uh, yeah. yeah, they're very good. Uh, but Abreu was uh, was great. Uh, Jeremy Jose Abreu, like just his whole career has been a waste. Like playing on the White Sox, <laughs> yeah. you know, like he's sure. he's put up good numbers pretty much every year. Uh, yeah. He was a little bit hurt this year, so I think his numbers were a little bit down. But he had driven in a hundred runs every year. Um, just a really consistent hitter. Almost always seems to hit three hundred. Like good clubhouse guy. Yeah, uh, I, I will say, you know, uh, maybe to give Matt Shoemaker a, a, a little uh, a push. Uh, Abreu is one of those guys who came over from Cuba, like having already played several years of. Baseball. Oh, professional baseball. So it's like, yeah, guys like that, or I mean, even Jeremy, your boy, Shohei Otani. Uh-huh. Like, the, I mean, those guys had already been playing professionally for a while. So, uh, like, that's not, you know, especially Abreu. Like, Abreu was an old rookie. He was yeah. like 26. 20, 27. As a, and, you know, Otani was like 21. But yeah. uh, Abreu was 27 years old as a rookie. So, like, that's, to me, that's a little tainted. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm trying to pull up his Cuban League mm-hmm. stats. Um, when he came over, uh, he had he had uh, 178 homers already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those were like uh, video game numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. Years, Jesus, he started playing at 16 in in Cuba. Wow. Uh, right. yeah. I feel like they should make an exception for guys like that and not call them rookies. But there's nothing they can do. No. You know. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's kind of a gray area. But uh, but yeah. You know, he wanted. And yeah. I mean, he was ready. He was ready to tear up the league when he came in. Yep. So, uh, so Degrom also right choice, reigning Cy Young uh, award winner, had a sick ass year this year. Yeah. Sub um, two. Sub two ERA. Yeah. Sub two ERA. Yeah. Did the Mets. Did the Mets extend him, or did he? Is he just gonna go to free agency? I can't remember. If he was extended, it was it was definitely before last year. Yeah, he yeah, might yeah. have signed an, an early extension. Sure. Um, yeah. I, Billy Hamilton, though, what a fucking disappointment! Like the guy yeah. just can't. He just can't hit. He can't steal first base. Unfortunately, yeah. no. He's got all the talent in the world in terms of speed, but yeah, and, and even defense and is defense good. too. Is he good, yeah, he's a good defensive player. Yeah, but like I, I, I felt early on like this guy's not gonna hit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't and, look like a guy who can hit. No, and he, uh, uh, he only hits two forty usually every year. If that, yeah. I think is did the Reds finally give up on him? Oh yeah, he's a he's a Kansas City Royal now. Ooh, okay, wow. Yeah. Um, too bad. Yeah, that the Royals are in full rebuild mode. I, yeah. I I was gonna mention this when we were talking about players named Willie, but I think yeah. Willie Peralta was their closer last year. Oh yeah, season, right. <laughs> which is uh, that's a dumpster fire in itself. <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, definitely the right choice uh, in both leagues there. Now, 2015, this is our last uh, year yep. that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to get into some all-timers, yeah. uh, bad calls uh, for the Rookie of the Year. But uh, 2015, uh, Jeremy, you had Carlos Correa yep. in the AL uh, with Francisco Lindor mm-hmm. as the runner-up. Uh, kind of a funny one in the NL, Jeremy. Chris Bryant, uh, obviously, <laughs> was the winner with Matt Duffy as the runner-up. <laughs> the Duff. Yeah, um, Duff yeah, man. Yeah, I mean... Uh, if you look further down the NL list, you got Jung Ho Gong. Oh, um, boy. Is, oh, oh, my God. He just almost hit me with his car. He just <laughs> drove right through the studio here. Yeah. Um, did he hit you or did he sexually assault you? Well, he you grabbed there? me on the way on the, on the the way over. Uh-huh. So that's, yeah, yeah. So that's right. the thing. But, um, uh, and then no, number four is Noah Syndergaard. Ooh, okay. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yes, Chris Bryant, hands down. It's, yep. it, it's funny what happened, like, what, how little, actually, I should say, has happened with Matt Duffy's career. He's a, he's a Tampa Bay yeah, Ray. Yeah, he's on now. the Rays now. Just, uh, and what's funny is the Rays win, they won ni- over 90 games, I think, last year. And, like, all of those players are just, uh, no name guys who yeah. I couldn't fucking, I wouldn't, I couldn't pick those guys out of a lineup, any of them, you no, know? No, not at all. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of fun, but, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty crazy that that happened. 
Um, uh, American League? Yeah, American League, Jeremy. I think uh, Correa's, a, you know, those are both good players, both shortstops. Uh, you know, I don't think there's really any argument. I think, like, ultimately, like, Lindor seems like he's kind of the more, uh, like, superstar of the two, but, like, also Correa's good, and, like, Correa's got a ring. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a toss up actually, Jeremy. I don't know. I'd... It is they'll they'll always be linked together. Yeah, that's one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. If you you know last like Correa was on a you know a, a great ascent uh, last year. He had kind of a down year. Yeah, he really did. Uh, Two thirty nine with fifteen homers. I feel like only. he's been plagued by some injuries. I mean, I, yeah. he played less than one hundred and fifteen games in like two consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, whereas Lindor, I, I think Lindor is tracking as the better player at this point. Yes, his power numbers are great he's a he's an amazing fielder he's been durable he's hurt he's hurt right now but uh yeah i mean and he, he consistently leads the league in at bats and last year it looks like he led the league in runs scored as well yeah in those two years that korea hit uh played in less than 115 games uh lindor hit uh 30 plus homers 33 and 38 yeah and almost drove in 100 runs in both of those years too yeah so at one time where like Correa might have looked like he had the edge. Like Lindor may, in the long run, be the better player. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But yeah. they'll always be linked, and they're 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 both damn good. So. They are both damn good. And I actually I hope Lindor can get healthy before opening day because I hate I hate when good players are, are injured. But I hadn't actually heard that he was injured. He was. It's, yeah. So it's it's looking like he's going to miss the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah. But uh, but you know you never know. Maybe he'll get healthy. Yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, so so we we wanted to pick a couple of all timers. Yeah, uh, sure. From this as well. Jeremy, I told you my mine was Brewer centric, so I went with the 1992 AL Rookie of the Year, okay. who was a Milwaukee Brewer. Uh, Pat Listash was yeah. the 1992 uh, Rookie of the Year. Nice. Uh, with Kenny Lofton as the runner-up, who I think won like wow. six Gold Gloves, was a four-time All-Star, a great player, not not Hall of Fame worthy, but Hall of very good. Sure. Uh, but Pat Listash had one good year, followed by just garbage. He was yeah. he was a nobody for the rest of his career. Yeah, he ended up like coaching like. In the minor leagues for the Cubs, I think. Yeah, he, he did, and yeah, he was right? a he was a base coach uh, in the majors for a while too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's well. So when we talked about all timers, like there's a handful of like you know like bonehead, you know, for lack of a better term, picks for rookie of the year that people always reference. Listash is one of them. Yep, because he just never had the longevity. It's interesting that he he beat uh, uh, Kenny Lofton, who who had like. You know, um, a long career. A long career. If not, if not ever having like single remarkable years, mm-hmm. but uh, but but he had a good career for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Number that 03 Cubs, like the 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 piece the piece de resistance. Oh yeah, yeah, of yeah. The, of uh, the 03 Cubs. Um, and he uh, he he actually like I think there was a five year stretch where every year it was maybe the early 90s, but he led the league in steals every season. Yeah, now, sure, which is good. So that was kind of his thing was being like a speed and defense guy. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, he was good. But uh, but Listash, Jeremy, terrible choice. Yeah. Uh, so mine is like mine's more so like you know a guy who like you never really heard from again, as opposed to like a guy who like beat who edged out someone famous. Although I'm looking at the list here, so my pick is uh, 1989 Rookie of the Year uh, Jerome Walton for the Cubs. Ooh. So I figured you went with the Cubs. I figured or we went with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. I figured I'd go with the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about that is that the guy who finished second place was. Cubs, the Cubs is Dwight Smith. Oh, so they had two pretty good rookies on that team. They had two pretty good rookies on that team that never did anything else. After yeah, that's kind of like I like it when that happens. Like, well, Craig Kimbrell and Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. I think seventy-five for the Red Sox was Fred Lynn and Jim Rice. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's that's fun when that happens. Uh, what yeah. was Walton's the rest of his career like? I, uh, I don't know much about. Not it. good. He stuck around with the Cubs for a little bit. He ended up going to the Braves, I think. After after that, um, and yeah, he bounced around. Actually, he went. To the the Angels, the Reds. Then he was with the Braves. Actually, Dwight Smith is the one who went to the Braves immediately after the Cubs. Um, he ended his career in '98 with the Devil Rays. Mm. Um, you know, never did much. Um, you know, he never. I, it must have just been injuries that plagued the rest of his career because he never had his uh, next highest total in like the uh, six years following that was 102 games. Okay. So he never really. He yeah. He must. His body must have broke down from. Uh, from injuries, but in '89, uh, Greg Jeffries finished third. Ooh, Greg Jeffries! <laughs> yeah. was he on the Cardinals at that point? He was with the uh, Mets. He came up okay. with the Mets, and um, he uh, yeah, he ended up with the Cardinals at some point. Um, but you look at this list, and there's no one really who like really knocks you out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess you you can cut the writers a break. Uh, Andy Bennis finished fifth. 
Oh wow! Okay. Um, as a Padre at that point, and oh, he man. had a, he had a pretty good career ultimately. Yeah, I remember Andy Bennis and Alan Bennis too. Yeah, that's right. His brother and uh, famously uh, the Bennis uh, name. Uh, Larry David admitted that he used that name for Elaine Bennis's really name. Yeah, he he just took it from from the Bennis. The, it's brothers. the the old uh, the old trick of like just getting your names from the sports page. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I did so he, not know that. He picked that. Um, yeah, because I always wondered that. And then yeah. like, he just, and it turns out he's a baseball fan. And, sure. Like, I think he did, I I might have been listening to like a Seinfeld commentary track and he's like said it there. He's like, yeah, I got that from the pitcher. Well, yeah, I mean, and there, there's a lot of baseball stuff on Seinfeld. Uh, many baseball players appeared on the show. You know, George worked for the Yankees. So it adds up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, Charlie Hayes was down there, too. Ooh, oh, Charlie Hayes, former <laughs> Brewer. He was the Brewer's big pickup uh, oh, in nice. one season, okay. uh, which says a lot about the state of their franchise at okay. the time. They picked him up to play first base. I think Charlie Hayes caught the last out of a World Series, which is another topic I want to do maybe one of these days, is, like, people oh, who yeah. made the last out or, like, like caught, who caught the last, the last out. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we might have talked about that even. But, oh, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Charlie Hayes, I think, caught the last out of the World Series uh, for the Yankees, if I remember correctly. Okay. I think you're right. It was like a pop-out, maybe. Yes. Yeah, yeah and then like, he was, like, waving his hands in the air. Third base foul territory, similar to Pablo Sandoval, who also caught the last out of the uh, 14 World Series, I want to say, for the Giants. It's hard to believe that Charlie Hayes was ever, uh, you know, in, in, in a World Series. <laughs> yeah, but, fair enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so Jeremy, uh, mine, though, however, my, uh, my for the NL, my big one is uh, in 1965, Jim Lefebvre, uh, beat, oh. uh, beat out Joe Morgan. Um, oh Jeremy, I want you to look at their statistics and okay. tell me how Joe Morgan did not win that award. <laughs> Joe Morgan, they both played in 157 games that year, exactly the same number of games. Joe Morgan was literally better in every single statistical category than Jim Lefebvre. What year was it? 1965. 65. And okay. Jim Lefebvre uh, won. It doesn't make any sense. So the, I, I, I did some... Thinking, I thought it over, Jeremy, and I think the reason that Lefebvre won uh-huh. uh, is because he was on the Dodgers, who were 97 and 65, and okay. Morgan's Astros were 65 and 97. Ah, uh, yeah, but, sure. But it's like, that's not, I can see for MVP voting, and you know, the, the Rookie of the Year award, I think it started in 1950, so it was still somewhat in its infancy in mm-hmm. 1965, but it's not the rookie's fault that like his team sucks. Yeah, He can true. just do what he does. Um, or he can only do as well as he, he can do. Uh, I can right. see for an MVP voting, Jeremy, where you say, oh, well, I don't want to vote for a guy whose team finished in last place. You know, he's not the most valuable player because that team could have finished in last place without him. Yeah. Uh, so when you think of a most valuable player, you think of a guy who really brought his team up to the next level. Like, well, just for, for like Kristen Yelich did with the Brewers sure. this year. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense, Jeremy, if you look at their stats you know, Morgan is clearly superior to Lefebvre in every category, so I don't get it. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe Morgan was as much of an a-hole as he was in retirement as he was as a rookie. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it makes sense, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Jim Lefebvre was a was a former manager of the Cubs. Yeah, and I, I, Jeremy, I want to say that he, he was a, the interim manager of the Brewers uh, oh, okay. for like a half a season when Phil Garner got fired. Really? Because okay. I think that maybe Garner might have played on the Astros for a little while, and maybe that's I how they got... did, yeah. That's how, like, you know, him and... Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe him and Lefebvre crossed paths, but they were probably friends. Anyway, I think sure. like Lefebvre was maybe like his bench coach when Garner got fired, yeah. and so Lefebvre, but I don't remember Lefebvre being the manager of the Cubs. He was. He was the manager of the Mariners before that, so okay. I think he was more successful as a Mariners manager, but okay. then he came over to the Cubs. And was this in like the late 90s, early 2000s? It or? was in the 90s. I almost want to say it was like the mid-90s. Oh, maybe. okay, so maybe, because I'm guessing that Lefebvre, because uh, when, when Lefebvre took over the Brewers, it was like 97 or 98. I think. Okay. If I'm even remembering this correctly, maybe I'm just remembering him with the Cubs. No, there you go. 99. It was 99. Okay. He managed uh, 49 games. Okay, yeah. So that must have been after they fired Garner. Um, yeah. Scrap iron or crap iron, as my dad <laughs> called him. Um, uh, yeah. That's uh, good. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Jim Lefebvre. Uh, that's my all-timer, Jeremy, for the NL. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so I have one. I just want to say, just as an honorable mention to... Um, uh, Joe Charbonneau, uh, he was a man. He he won the uh, Rookie of the Year in 1983, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, no, 1980, 1980 with the uh, Cleveland Indians. And he's a guy who like famous. He's one of those famous like rookies of the year who never like did anything. Um, but uh, uh, I just remember his baseball card. Like I remember, like uh, if you would get the Beckett Price Guide, they would show like you know 1983. 
Fleer or something, and they would show like one card, and then they would list all the prices, and like they showed his card, and even in like you know 1989, 1990, I'm like, who the hell is Joe Charbonneau? Mm. Um, and like I had to like I I was I was like a curious kid or whatever, and I I like looked him up, and I'm like, oh, he won Rookie of the Year, but like he never did anything, and so like he's a guy who's always stuck in my head as like some a rookie who never did anything. Sure, he's not my pick because um, I found a better um, runner up. In this voting, but in 19, and this is another guy who's always referenced, 1994, uh, the American League Rookie of the Year, Bob was Hamlin, Bob Hamlin yep. for the for the Royals, mm-hmm. and like he had crazy power, I remember. Yeah, um, this rookie year he hit 24 homers, hit 282, but the runner up to Bob Hamlin was one Manny Ramirez. Oh wow, okay, so there you go. Yeah, um, and Ra- Randy Ramirez's numbers were not like you know earth shattering, 269 average, 17 homers um so bob hamlin was the better pick for the year yeah, that was a strike shortened season so maybe like yeah. ramirez would have ultimately overtaken him in the yeah. last two months of the year true that's true um, um hamilton but, was yeah with the royals right yeah 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 but uh but um definitely a guy who like when you when you look at the longevity of of careers like oh god know, yeah just petered out it, it did and i think hamlin maybe finished his career or at least was on the brewers for like a year okay. as well i don't know if you remember that Jeremy, he's from but... like wisconsin he seems like a wisconsin guy yeah he looks something. like a wisconsin guy he's from but... new jersey he's okay new Jer- i could also see uh, that he's a jersey guy yeah so he was on the brewers for yeah that last year of his career yeah, 98 and actually he looks like did he play a lot of games with them 100 plus 109 yeah okay well that's for him that's a lot just seven home runs 219 up. average oh, yeah. god that's so ugly yeah not um good. not good so uh, yeah, that, 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 that's a good one, Jeremy. That's yeah, he's he's one of those all timers that like that just you know rookie of the year fail. Yeah, Todd, Todd Hollinsworth was another one that mm-hmm. crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the the Dodgers won like what four three rookies of the year, four rookies of the year in a row or that's something. That's crazy. Yeah, Piazza, uh, Mondesi, Hollinsworth, and uh, I can't remember the fourth one. Okay, but, um, I think they might have won four in a row. If that's not, impressive. If not three in yeah. a row. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was like Kevin Brown, but no, he didn't start with the Dodgers though. I think he started with like the Padres. Yeah, I believe so. But um, well, Jeremy, I think we put a, that was a pretty good list we put together. It was yeah. kind of fun looking back on some of these guys for sure. Um, and you know, who knows? Uh, this year will uh, maybe it might be more fun to guess who the runner up is. Maybe Eloy will be the runner up in the uh, the AL. American League has some uh, good good potential there. I I feel like a, a Braves pitcher will be the runner up in the National League because mm-hmm. they have so many pitching prospects. Maybe a Kyle Wright. Ah. Okay. Or, uh, Ian Anderson or something. All right. All right. Um, but yeah. Cool. Well, the next time we record, Jeremy, it will probably be about, uh, you know, we've been trying to do uh, episodes bi-weekly, so uh, we yeah. will be very close to the start of the season. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, yeah, the start of the season uh, schedule will change, um, you know, um, we're getting close to games here. Yeah, this is we are. exciting. Yeah, we'll be freezing our ass off at an, at an <laughs> April game sometime. Yeah, so. but I'm sure that discomfort will turn into, like, entertainment for you guys, the yes, listeners. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I think that's going to do it for us, Jeremy. All right. Uh, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Swakowski. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.